So I was probably Theo's age. Yeah. John went three races crying. I went three whole soccer seasons crying. Seasons. 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 That I would, whatever, like six, eight game seasons, like rec yeah. league. Yeah. And I was, we were living in Texas, so I was probably like six years old. And I would run away from the ball and cry. If people came near me or if the ball came near me, I'd run away and cry. Yeah. And then my dad, it was in my third season, and my dad was overseas. And I just decided that I was going to play soccer. Yeah. And I scored like eight, ten goals or something. And my mom texts my dad or yeah. calls him and tells him this. And obviously he thought that she was yanking his chain. Yeah. And she's like, no, like you're not going to. It's like not even the same dude playing <laughs> soccer now. Wow. Guys, and welcome I- in to the Get Body Podcast. <laughs> Uh, this is your host, your boy Cher. You forget your name. <laughs> I did forget my name, I'm not gonna lie. AKA Charcross. And as always, we have my incredible, beautiful, lovely. Uh, you both are rocking some nice mustaches, Luke. I like your mustache right now. Keep it up. Um, our host, give it up for Dr. Luke. Hi, everyone. Uh, uh, ma'am? Ma'am, excuse me, you can't do that here. This is a Walgreens. <laughs> And the jungle kitty himself, David Dutton. <laughs> I think I think we if you're what looking at What movie is that from? It's not from a movie. Oh, it's not? I thought you've always been doing movie quotes. Oh no no. I just random things just pop in my head. That was from this afternoon. <laughs> that was from this afternoon. And our host, I mean not our host, our guest. <laughs> Well, Alex, thanks for hosting us. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> we have a guest host. Hold it down, Alex man. Majors. Um, the Alex Majors. Yes. The yeah. Majors. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, I know we don't normally do public service announcements, but audience, big day tomorrow. Yeah. If you are listening in um, on Friday, this would be Wednesday. It's Luke's birthday. Yeah, audience, if you are listening to this, it is too late to get Luke a birthday gift. <laughs> no, it's never too late. He loves gifts. I hate gifts. Don't give me anything. Don't get him any. Well, let's move on. I was going to say, please keep listening, listeners. Yeah. We botched it all the way up to this point, but I'm very excited because we have Alex Majors on here, and it's worth listening to hear more about his life and other things about Alex. So... Yeah, let's get to it. I was, where did you grow up? I'm assumed you grew up in somewhere. You said something about Texas just now? Yeah. No, he didn't grow up anywhere. And maybe this is a great opportunity to uncover a lie that I told many people. Ooh. No, <laughs> no, not that big of a deal. <laughs> the majority of this population that I know think I was born in Texas because that's what I told them. Yeah. And that's not true. <laughs> At all. You've lied to us for a year? I was born in South I, Carolina, but it's statistically the second dumbest state in the country behind Louisiana. <laughs> so I moved to Texas when we were when I was three, and I just told everybody that's where I was born. Oh, wait. Oh, no. Question. How is... Wait. So You've been South, living a lie. South Carolina is statistically the dumbest, second dumbest state? Yeah. What makes them so dumb? I, how does that work? <laughs> Who like, how do you measure that? that? I don't. I don't know. Okay. I feel like that's got to be the part. The Department of Education. Let me oh. check with the research. All I remember is my dad had the story that he would tell us that somebody pretty high up in the school district or like on the board of education had this line that they said they wanted everybody to be above the average. Hmm. Which you know, think about it a little bit. She probably means like last year's average or whatever. 
but in the heat of the moment, it doesn't sound too smart saying that you want everybody above the average if you know how you get an average. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're well, raising the Honestly, average. maybe maybe that's that was her point. She just wants to keep raising the bar, you know? She just wants to be, you know, here's the new average. We just got to get keep but it I think, moving. See, I think if you drift, drive through it, and we drove, we drove through South Carolina on the way back from Orlando, and it checks out. Like, yeah, people are not smart there. <laughs> like, you know. So, so that's why you moved to okay. the age of three. Your see, dad was like, "I need to save Alex from no, the second double no, state for his job," but it was an easy out. <laughs> you were born there. You have siblings. I have an older brother. He's, older brother. Yeah, seven months older. Oh, really? Yeah. He was born in... No, oh, come on now. He's 14 months old. I was thinking, I was like... I pulled out on Luke. Luke is the, Luke's the only person that's ever no, questioned me on that. I, no, as soon as you said <laughs> that, I'm like, how is that possible? Most people do a double take, but they're too uncomfortable to, to ask. I'm not from South Carolina, yeah. clearly. No. no, he's 14 months older. Okay. I figured there was maybe some adoption going on there if he was seven months older. No, and we'd, no but it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Same mom, same dad. Okay. Um, allegedly. Allegedly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so he I wasn't born, around to know because he's older. Yeah, and he's born in South Carolina. Oh, yep, it's getting spicy for me. I don't know about this. Keep going, homeless Luke over here. Yeah. So why why'd your uh, you see your dad change jobs? Yeah, he was working for Michelin in South Carolina, and I think they wanted to move him over to France or something like that. Move him somewhere to overseas. France? That's where Michelin's based, I believe. I'm pretty sure that is a French company. Wow. And he was like, that's a no-go for my family. Yeah, just because we were like had little squirts and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So then he moved to Texas to take a job doing something else. He worked for an artificial heart valve company in Austin. Really? Yeah. Because he had a pretty, I think he had a no-compete with Michelin, so he couldn't work in the tire industry. Mm. So he worked, we worked with artificial heart valves. So is that where you grew up the rest of your childhood was in Texas? No, I think I was nine, maybe when we moved to Ohio. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember anything about Texas? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, m- pretty much all of it, I think. I don't think I remember much from South Carolina. Yeah. But I remember most of living in Austin. And that's where you started you your, remember about it? your soccer career. That it was awesome, man. Yeah? I would go back if it hadn't been overpopulated by half of California. <laughs> <laughs> what was awesome about it? It was warm all the time. <laughs> you know, well, at the same time, my, my view's probably a little bit skewed because from three to eight, you don't have a whole hell of a lot of responsibilities. So, like, I think wherever you're living would probably check out. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that, that's the thing I remember about being, like... Good barbecue. When I look back about being a kid, it was just, like, life was literally so easy and fun. Yeah. Like, it was just homework, and then you just played with your friends. And you had recess. Yeah. And that's the thing I think I miss the most about being an adult. Recess. Yeah. Is a recess. recess. You have adult recess. Yeah, it's called going to CrossFit. No, it's like... Yes. Yeah. Like, we're your recess yes. instructors. It's adult recess. Who... Man, tomorrow <laughs> I'm going to have some fun at CrossFit. I've been showing up to this thing suffering like a like a dope. Thinking recess, you have to stay within the lines. But man, we're going to... Tear it up. Tear it up tomorrow. What time are you going to class? 5 o'clock, baby. 5 a.m. You will know. Okay. I will too. I believe him. I'll keep you accountable. I don't believe that. Got you, son. But one second. Um, is there? Yeah. Is there anything else that was remarkable about like Texas at all from your childhood? I know you talked a little bit about soccer. Great barbecue. Yeah. 
Which I is, like the Texas know, barbecue. Yeah. I like it. Like the, now do you prefer that? Like if you're saying, Hey, I could have a sweet sauce, like with uh, Tennessee, like real molasses, like, or you get the, you yeah, know, the not, mustard sauce, the vinegar not, sauce. Molasses based is not barbecue sauce. Boom. I love that. Yeah. Boom. Period. Okay. I'm on board. I, I didn't know that there was different types of barbecue until I had like Texas barbecue. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I, I and then you realize this. there weren't different types of barbecue. That was the only kind of barbecue <laughs> that I've been lying to my <laughs> yeah. whole life. People from South Carolina feed me. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I was going to say, they can't even spell barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> It's just BBQ. Yeah, that's where oh, BBQ comes <laughs> South Carolinians. Yeah. We're not intentionally prejudiced against you. Uh, I'm deserting. Wait, so deserting where, my home state. <laughs> what part of uh, Ohio did you move to? Finley, Ohio. Mm, okay. Which is where? It's like an hour south of Toledo on I-75. Oh, yeah. And you moved there when you were nine. So what, what were you in? Like fourth grade? Second, I think. Man, I was totally wrong. You'd be, you'd be so third, sixth grade, right? I was probably eight then, because I know it was in second grade. That's a better data point than how old I think I was. I uh, was yeah. second grade. John's eight. eight. Yeah. And he's uh, going into third grade. Yeah. So you, second grade. So you basically played, like, soccer when you were a little kid in Texas, came over, continued playing soccer and stuff? Yeah. Started when I was five-ish. Did your brother play? <laughs> no. He'd really? He'd fall over his feet. Sorry, Samuel. <laughs> no, we were like polar opposites, man. You couldn't even pick him out of the crowd as my sibling. No, no way. No chance. Yeah. We've got, we're probably the same build besides it. I don't know if he's ever been in a gym, but yeah, he's 5'9", brown hair. Well, what's left of it? Dang, full beard. Like savage. full beard. He's had, he's been growing a full beard. And balding since his junior year of high school. Yeah. And I obviously have a full head of hair, and I cannot grow facial hair. If I did grow facial hair, I would not be allowed within two miles of school. So, <laughs> and, he, and he's got a great, <laughs> like, I mean, a great beard. Yeah. Maybe maybe it is seven months, you know, age difference. Yeah. Maybe there was a, a mailman in South Carolina. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> he looks nothing like my dad. Some <laughs> foul play going on. So what? I'm going to have to apologize to all of my immediate family. Yeah, like, <laughs> guys, sorry, sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. <laughs> yeah. Don't even worry about your brother calling him almost bald. <laughs> I mean, it's facts, right? Yeah, that is a fact. Yeah. Dang. That's rough. Yeah. I'm sorry, Samuel. Um, so what was your, what's your relationship, uh, relationship like with your brother? Oh, it's, it's good. I mean, we don't, we will have very immediate communication if it's necessary. Mm. So like, I can guarantee you if something was wrong, like I'd get a hold of him really quickly yeah. and vice versa. But we don't like, we don't talk super casually with the exception of like I texted him recently and I was like, what are the chances aliens built the pyramids? Mm. Um, he, ne- he neglected to reply to it for a while and then I, I had to resend it and then like emphasize it. And he said, he said, I don't think so, but you should look into such and such other, you know, phenomena <laughs> was his re- response. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which really what a reasonable. Out. Like, yeah, that yeah, was okay. very reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, he's got about triple the computing capacity in his brain of a normal human being. Oh, yeah? So, oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So, where did... 
Uh, well, let me ask you this. Are you more like your dad or more like your mom? You, oh, my dad. I'm you're like, more like your dad. I am like, the older I get, the more I see it. I'm like a carbon copy of my dad. How so? Um, yeah, I mean, everything. Like, he was a freak athlete. Um, I think the one thing that I saw most recently or something, like, I just got, like, really pissed about something, like, really fast. And he was always pretty level-headed when I was a kid. But there would be times, like, he'd get, like if he got heated about something, like, he was heated about it. And I caught myself getting, like, super heated, and I almost smacked myself on the wrist. And I was like, damn, like, <laughs> you used to hate it when he'd get like that with you. And then and I was doing it the exact same way. Uh-oh. But I'm okay with that, you know? Yeah. What did, what did he what he's an athlete what did he do like he was he like, was he played football oh okay is he he actually was born in Texas and grew up in Texas right and, and played football or so he tells you yeah, yeah. He played football in Texas when like kids would die in the summer yeah from how hard the conditioning was and it was just accepted like this is Texas high school football or the best if we take a couple losses of kids along the way like is what it is wow yeah you know, now kids can't even hit in football practice. Mm. <laughs> Getting soft. Yeah. Did your, why'd you guys move to Ohio? I don't think we asked that, did we? Again, uh, something in my, the, he was working, I think the company was called Carbomedics, and I think they were getting bought out, I want to say by an Indian company. And he, I don't know all the details, but complications from that are, he was worried about the direction they were going to go, something like that. Wow. And then we moved to Ohio. Oh, man. Is I want to know why that drew silent laughter from everyone. Oh, he... Uh, yeah. You said it was bought out by an Indian company. Oh. And he, like... Oh. Made a sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like... He's like... Oh, see that. Holla saw, to the... If it wasn't... Luke and David laughing over yeah. If it wasn't like, my people, minute, you wouldn't be here in Ohio. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You're Malaysian. Yeah. That's why we were laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Um... The uh, I mean, mergers are pretty funny, but I think so. <laughs> is your okay? This is jumping around a little bit, but your brother Daniel is he more like your Daniel? His brother, like, my brother is named Samuel. <laughs> it's it's that's what he, or so that's he tells you, yeah, allegedly. Allegedly, it's wow. a question of everything. Is else. your brother more like your mom or your dad? Man, I don't know. I I think he's more like my dad as well, okay, but in like different ways, yeah. Hmm. What what type of ways? They both have three and a half computers inside their head. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So both super smart. Super oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Just absorb. They just absorb knowledge. Mm. It didn't help that, or maybe it did help. I shouldn't say that like it's negative, but I pretty much like our house was like a library. Yeah, that did not rub off on me <laughs> in any way. But my brother was reading my dad's engineering books from wow. you know a young age and just absorbing everything that he's reading oh yeah wow so did did the school kind of and stuff like that come easy to you yeah i would say so okay um yeah again like man i'm gonna have to apologize to so many people after this thing like i didn't really have to fucking try to do to do well in school that's um yeah. like i skipped fourth grade I think because I wasn't really trying in third grade and was still passing. They're like, we got to stimulate this kid somehow. Um, but that's why I can't write in cursive then either. So, 
You can't. No, because they taught it. Because they taught it in fourth grade. I don't teach it anymore. And I just skipped right over it. Someone else told me that when I they they were asking about my schooling or something, and that came up. So and they said they don't even teach it anymore. Start writing everything in cursive. I, I so will say, read what I can, say, I can read it. I just can't write it. There might be a correlation <laughs> with kids learning cursive and people's penmanship. Because oh, people gosh. nowadays cannot, I I mean, I I cannot read people's handwriting nowadays. I think, it's, I think it has more to do with practice. Uh, I mean, because yeah. you're like, what do you, when would you ever write something down with a piece of paper anymore? That's true. Yeah, now kids have like their own laptops or iPads. Yeah, and they're the school dictating provides stuff. them. Yeah, I would that's say that's crazy. also not true because my handwriting was so bad, I had to change the way that I wrote so I could read my own writing. Mm. Is that cool. that's how you knew you're supposed to be a doctor? Yeah. Okay. Okay. The that's handwriting. It's good. Was was soccer the only sport they kind of played growing up? Yeah, I think I played. You know, did you ever try football? Because like, your dad was a football player. No, I wasn't allowed to. Really? Yeah. Because of his experiences as a kid, that was the one sport that was off the table. Wow. That was the only sport that was off the table. <laughs> like concussions or like the... Yeah, I think he worded it as he used his head as a weapon yeah. when he played. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that checks out. Look down upon now. <laughs> yeah, these days. Yeah. <clears throat> they were getting soft. So with your, your parents, it sounds like you have a good relationship with them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Again, like as I get older, I look at it and see, or maybe it's that I hear more like horror stories from other people's relationships with their parents. Yeah. And like every step of the way along like high school and college and then like post-college, I'm like, they really crushed it. You know, yeah. like they killed it. I, and I think that's, that's what's crazy. Like I remember being in high school. And just being like, mom, dad, why are you so tough on me? Or mom, dad, why, yeah. why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. But then when I went through college and now that I'm like an adult, yeah, it's like, wow, my, my parents. like, Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I I don't get why they were doing that at the moment when I was a kid. But looking back now, I'm, I mean, I'm like thankful. Like, yeah, my parents, my parents crushed. Yeah. <laughs> like neither my brother nor I are. Cooking meth in the Dutton's basement 45 minutes before the hey, podcast. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. So, checks out. I think it's it's interesting across the episodes that we've had. And we've, I mean, we've all talked about our parents. Yeah. And then hearing how other people have talked about their parents. Just the, the, the vast number of, of relationships and like the types of relationships and the qualities of relationships that people have with their, with their parents and how that, I think that it, it affects us more than what we think. Yeah. Um, and into adulthood, but that's great that you have a great relationship with your yeah. parents. Cause not They're everybody sick. has that. They're awesome. It, it's funny too. It's like par- parents do play like a huge role in like, obviously your development, but it's like, even the small things you don't realize, like, going through premarital counseling stuff with grace right now it's like man a lot of the way we're wired and some of the like the stuff that we struggle with or even some of the like conflict that we have i mean it kind of roots from our parents too it it is very interesting like it's we 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 get imprinted by that stuff oh yeah so easily and it, it takes 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 a long time for me to realize that but um i guess we should continue moving on finley High school. Yeah. You went to college? Yeah. Went to Ashland University. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Why? Um, 
<laughs> they accepted me, you know? No. <laughs> Count it. <laughs> no. Go Eagles. Um, yeah. 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 Boom. Wow. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> my my brother. level D2 school. Yeah, the mascot's down. <laughs> Let's go. My brother won an award, like, for the creative writing program, and he's got this big, ginormous, like, brass eagle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he, I wonder if he has, like, one of the toughies around campus named uh, after him. Maybe. He got. I thought he got one. I thought they actually. Oh, they gave they him. Gave one. him. One. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. there's like a bunch of eagle statues around campus. Yeah. I think they're like dedicated to people. I don't think that one of those is that, uh, maybe. I don't know, Jason. Did you get a toughie? <laughs> no, man. I did not get a toughie. Is a toughie for academics? Well, no. Like that, the mascot's name was Toughy, so I didn't know if I think it's Toughy the Eagle. Yeah. yeah. It should be like Evan. Sure. Evan? Yeah, no, it's E. Stick my foot in my mouth if that's not his name. I'm pretty sure what? the eagle's name is Dustin. It has to be an E name. Apparently, you know, Homeless Luke doesn't think that's a good name. Why are we calling him Homeless Luke tonight? I just, I, I was trying it out, seeing what I thought about it. Okay. You know, seeing if it's, it was good. Don't worry, we'll cut this part out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can, I'm okay with it. <laughs> Luke does not look homeless. He looks like a werewolf from Twilight. No, that's worse. I'd rather be homeless. He, he really? just looks... He just looks tired from holding stringent standards on his workout today. <laughs> I'm just really tired from watching everyone just get murdered today. It was great. What was your college? What was your college experience like? Good. Four years. You know. <laughs> um, no, I think it was good. Um, What'd you major in? What'd you graduate with? Finance and economics. Finance. Finance and economics. I think I minored in Some economics. Some people might say finance. I definitely made. I, <laughs> I, I major. I majored in finance. Ew. I can't remember if I <laughs> finance. Minor in economics or marketing. Finance. 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 So, so you major. So you picked finance. Yeah. Yeah. No, he didn't. I guess that's a stupid. <laughs> Um, so you picked, they just told him. Yeah, I got there and I'm like, this is what you're doing. Yeah. You're like, okay. Wow. I cried. What What do I have on my certificate? Finance. Yes. Wow. So what, why finance? Finance. Stop. Finance. Um, <laughs> I couldn't even, I couldn't tell you why I made the decision coming out of high school, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think I might have gone in majoring in marketing maybe. Because that was pretty good, like selling stuff to people if I had to. And I think I minored in fi- or I was going in minoring in finance, and I like flip flopped them after my first year just because of the coursework that I enjoyed more. Yeah, um, I wish I would have. I, I that is how it was. I didn't major or minor in economics. I wish I would have majored in economics or minor in economics. Okay. Yeah. Why is that? I mar- like I did not learn a single thing in my marketing classes. Mm-hmm. Not one of them. I left with the exact same marketing knowledge and ability is what I went in. Yeah. Which is still pretty good, but I didn't, you know, evolve at all in the four years of, and I was probably taking, you know, a fall semester and a spring semester marketing class every year. So I probably took eight marketing classes or pretty close, like six to eight marketing classes and just got fuck all out of it. Do you think that it was because you entered college with a college level of marketing or you just, they were that bad? No. I mean, the coursework was dog shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and and the, let me say that yeah don't I, take marketing don't take these, marketing. No, these guys are like pretending like the mic's not here and then I remember the mic's here that's not a knock on Ashland that's a knock on marketing 
As, as a as a whole, that's <laughs> what I'll say. That's and, a knock on marketing as like and as a sign. And here's what I'm saying: like if you're good at it, you know, like great. I think it's a skill. Yeah. But I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that most colleges probably don't do a good job of like teaching you how to be inherently good at marketing yourself or something else to someone else. Yeah, just watch a YouTube. Video. You know, come on. Like I think that's something that either a lot of people have or don't have. Yeah. I don't have it. Was it tough being a student athlete? Not really. Maybe that sounds, you know, shallow, but not really. Like, yeah, I think I honestly, I always did. You know, I like I did. I did well in school. Um, but I would always do like a couple, you know, hundredths or tenths better on my GPA in the fall semester. And like soccer was a fall sport than in the spring semester. Because I knew that I had to be efficient with my time and get shit done on time. Yeah. And then in the spring, we had, like, we still played a full spring season schedule, but it was, like, just enough more relaxed that I'd screw off enough to, yeah. you know, like, not be as punctual with getting stuff done, like, doing stuff last minute. Yeah, stuff exactly like that. exactly my experience. Yeah. Playing tennis. Yeah. Like, but in the fall, I was, like, on top of yeah. it. <laughs> exactly my experience. What was your collegiate soccer career like? Were you guys any good? We were. We were, were you were you the uh, Roy Kent of the soccer team? Roy Kent. That's a Ted Lasso. He said he didn't watch the show. It's a Ted Lasso reference, but he doesn't watch Ted Lasso. Oh so. man! Yeah. Just you wait. <laughs> Just you wait till you watch it um, after the Big Sky. After the Sky. <laughs> um, no, it was good. Four years. I'm glad I went to Ashland because I I played like actually played. For meaningful years, um, you know, you get a lot of guys. You, you get a lot of guys that were probably at my level leaving high school that were, like, hell-bent on playing D1 and go and sign to go play D1 and just have, like, a miserable – I mean, I know guys that were in that bucket and go and have a miserable experience where they redshirt and then maybe they never play. Maybe they're a practice guy for four years and they get to play as a redshirt senior in their fifth year of school, you know, no, uh, so I'm glad. I'm glad I went there and got to play for four years. We were okay. We won a conference tournament, maybe two. I think we won one. Maybe they won one like the COVID year after that, which is like a whole mess of stuff. But we were okay. Yeah, you know, like 500 or just above. Like that year, we won our conference tournament. I think we got into the tournament with a losing record, and then just like ran the table when we got no in. No way. Like I think we. I think we went damn near. Like zero and eight to start the season, and then eight and zero, and all of our non-conference games were front loaded. So like we actually did okay in our conference schedule. Yeah. But our record was not good going into the conference tournament. We got the last seed, and we were on something like an eight game win streak, and just kept hammering people in the conference. Cinderella story. Yeah, we had we had to play. We played a team in the conference finals that. We played both our games against them in pretty close succession at the end of the regular season. And if you play sports, you know, everyone's like, it's, it's so hard to, like, beat the same team twice if you guys are about the same level. Because you beat them once, then, like, you've probably got a little bit too much confidence. Like, they're really hungry going into the second game. They think they've kind of figured you out, and they come out and, like, try kicking the teeth. But we had hammered them both times in season. And we were going into this game, and our coach had said something like, you know, in that same vein of like how hard it is to like beat a team twice, but that there was zero doubt that we were just like, we got into the conference final and we knew we already won the tournament. 
Like after we beat him in the teeth. Oh yeah, we beat him like four, three or four nil, I think, in the final. And it wasn't even a close game. Like it was. That's the opposite. You're like dominant three or four nil. Like I'm gonna let you know. Like you're playing with me. I'm not playing with you. That being said, we were not like that good. You know, we just we got it together when we needed to. Was there one moment during your collegiate uh, soccer career that you're like, wow, this is like the moment that I'll remember? Oh, that it was winning winning our conference tournament for sure. Yeah, about that, Luke. And on the way back, we already like emailed all of our teachers, basically just saying like, "We're not coming to class Monday morning." Yeah, not even like, "Oh, we're sick" or "We're getting back late." It was literally just like, "Hey, just not coming." We're gonna be really honest here, like, not gonna be in class Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, and maybe for better or worse, but most of them, well, most of them weren't happy, but they're like, "We understand," you know. Yeah. Well, that's a. And I would say, as a whole, our team was really good about, like, giving warning of when we were going to be absent and stuff. That whole university is, like, 60 to 70% of the student body is on sports teams. Mm-hmm. There. And there's some elite programs. Like, the football program's elite. The women's basketball team has won two or three national titles in a pretty short window, always competing at the national tournament. The track and field program is exceptional. They've won. They won two or three national titles just in the four years that I was there. Wow. So, like, everyone on the everyone at the school, like, understands that sports ha- are happening, too. So, we didn't really have to deal with any, like, super negative pushback from our professors and stuff, which was nice. Yeah. Yeah, that is very nice. Was there one moment during college that you were like, this was a huge learning experience for me? Like, this is something I'm like... It might not have been like a hard season. Man. Yeah, I don't know. Like there must have been. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if it was a learning experience or what, because I was good about being prompt and being on time. My whole life, like there's nothing I've hated more. Talk about a pet peeve. No you way. go. Don't, don't not go. yet? No, okay. Not yet. No pet peeves yet. Then let me rephrase what I'm about to say. Um <laughs> I was always pretty like punctual to stuff. Yeah. Um I remember coming back from the gym. This is like our, we had, would have been my last semester. It was like a senior capstone class. Just like a summary of all the business coursework you've taken. Yeah. Little bit of review and culminated with an exam that you had to pass this course to graduate with any business degree. Okay. Yeah. And this test is the whole course because we, it's not like there was yeah. homework or anything like that. And I remember I was walking back from the gym. And ran into a dude in my class. And he was like, hey, man, where were you? And I was like, at the gym. He's like, today was the day we had to take our capstone test. It's like we didn't meet. This class was scheduled like Tuesday, Thursday at 1015. But we would meet like once every three or four weeks. Yeah. Okay. And I just like didn't have it on my calendar. that Like that week was one of the weeks we had to meet. Um, And I was in my routine of like I'd go to the gym at this time on Thursday morning. We never had the class. It might have even been more seldom than that, like every four to six weeks. Yeah. And everything else is just online. We're doing review work online. And I ran into him and he's like, where were you today? I was like, coming back from the gym. Today's the day we had to take the senior capsule. What'd you do? I just, e- I emailed my professor and I was like, hey, uh, I was at the gym. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was just really honest. I was like, look, I didn't know that this was the day. Like I just had it mismarked in my calendar. Yep. Um, and they were great about, you know, understanding that that was an honest mistake. And 
Yeah. I got to take it. Probably crushed it. So. <laughs> I probably crushed it. <laughs> so, I, I know when we've talked, you, you've mentioned uh, working at some sort of firm or something. Is that what you did after college then? Yeah. So, uh, I... Man, this is a kind of a crazy story. I had interned. I interned with this company, S&D Capital. They're based out of Toledo and Cleveland area. Now they've got offices everywhere. They're awesome. I know we probably shouldn't plug them since you work for Jericho. That's fun. But uh, good plug for S&D Capital. They're awesome. It's your awesome story people. at PlanJericho.com. Yeah, no, <laughs> awesome people. Um, but so I had interned with them two or three summers in college. And then... Going into my senior year, the intention was to work for them with intention of being an advisor down the road. But they were always super cool, leaving the door open to, like, here's a job offer, but if something else comes up that you want to do, like, don't hesitate to explore other options and stuff like that. Um, And January of my senior year, it really hit me that I didn't want to sit in an office or work in that environment. Not like that environment of that company, but just like an eight to five, you know, every single day. Um, and that's when I started exploring like coaching CrossFit and stuff like that. That being said, I had accepted an offer to coach or a tentative offer to coach at another gym in Columbus the day before our lockdown was instated for COVID. Mm. So I had accepted an offer, called my bosses or texted my bosses at S and D capital, told them they already knew that this was happening. Yeah. I told them like, Hey, I got a job offer that's going to check out. So, you know, like this is kind of it, you know, thanks for everything. We're going different directions. Next day we get put under lockdown. And I yeah. think, I think they actually reached back out to me like, in pretty short notice and said like does this affect you know man what a bunch of good guys oh awesome people like awesome people you know um does this affect what you're gonna do for crossfit and i was like yeah you know all gyms are closed (laughs) um so that was that spring of 2020 and i graduated from my parents living room they had then kind of extended an additional job offer to work for them online basically like truly as long as I wanted to so like you can work for us as long as you want to until gyms open back up and then you can go and do your own thing you know even to the point that I think I let them know the gyms were opening I had already moved down here or maybe I was still in Finley either way I'd let them know that gyms were opening and I was going to start coaching Oh, no, no, no. I moved down here. So I moved down here and continued working for them online while I started coaching. So I think I moved down here when the lockdown was lifted. I had been working for them from my parents' living room online. Lockdown got lifted. I moved down here, you know, whatever, a month and a half after I graduated. I started coaching part-time, but I was still working for them full-time online. And then it would have been that like December or January shortly after Christmas. So I've been down here for like six months doing both. And there was just more opportunity that opened up at the gym I was coaching at, um, which was CrossFit New Albany. And I let, I let them know that I was going to go full-time coaching in like, uh, Hey, this is my two weeks. 
and they were like, you're good. Like wrap up anything that needs to be wrapped up with other people. Um, like we'll pay you for the rest of the week, but like you're good as long as like we can reach you if like we need like a login or something like that. Yeah. You know, and like that was it. Like they're, they're awesome. You know, awesome people. Wait, so yeah. you, you graduated. First of all, you're younger than I thought you were. 25. Okay. And you graduated right before COVID. No, I graduated like during the COVID lockdown. So we were, I was, I remember sitting in our cafeteria and we're watching the TV, like that there's this crazy, you know, virus going around or whatever. And we were home on spring break. Yeah. And got an email that we're not allowed back on campus. They're like, campus is closed. You guys can't come back. We're going to schedule time for you to come pick your shit up. But like, that's it. Um, so I went back, picked my stuff up, finished my last three months of my senior year in my parents' living room, and then graduated from there. Never had to walk, which is the best gig ever. <laughs> yeah. like, I think my mom asked if I was going to go back, and I was like, fuck no. Like, why would I put myself through that it's willingly? Like so long like, for no reason. Yeah. And you get, at least, I don't know how big Ashland is, the Eagles, but. You walked? Uh, Mine's a whole different story, which I'll, I don't feel like, I don't want to interrupt. I didn't Alex's walk. Time here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I didn't even know that, like, I guess I hadn't, I probably would have explored the options had I been put in the position where I was supposed to walk. Yeah. But I didn't even know that was a thing that you could just skip out on that. Yeah. So when did you, when you, when you decided to go, hey, um, you interned for a while. I just don't think I can do this. Not yeah. Five. Yeah. It, did you immediately turn to like, hey, I'm going to go CrossFit? Like Pretty college? much. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. I just cranked out like 150 emails to gyms. Like, hey, I've never. Did you have aspirations just to coach or was it also like, hey, I'm going to compete? Oh, yeah. No, it was I'm going to compete. Yeah. At a really high level. Have, what, you, yeah. have you done CrossFit before? No. Four? I'd never been in a gym. What? So, like. That's the, the Graham, Graham Holmberg owns 11th yeah. Element. Another awesome dude, you know. Um, he's, he was a, a great resource when I was starting out. That's actually who I was first going to go work for. Yeah. Um, and then obviously nothing against him when we got put under lockdown, like he's just like, you know, it's not going to work out, which I get. Yeah. You yeah. don't have extra yeah. money to go and hire a new coach. So, um, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know if he knows that the first time I went down to work out with him was the first time I'd ever been in a CrossFit gym. Yeah. So I, I show up to work out with a dude that's been to the games like six times. You won the games. Yeah. Yeah. In 2010. Yeah. And I had like, that was my first time ever walking into a CrossFit gym and he'd gotten an email that was like, yeah, you know, I think I can be a great coach for you. Hold on. I'm having a hard time understanding. <laughs> I'm just having a hard time understanding. Yeah. So like you, you had a collegiate soccer career. Yeah. You interning. Yeah. When did you realize that you're going to turn, like, I'm going to turn fitness into, like, uh, is what I'm going to do, like. Yeah, I mean, it was, like, when I went back to school for my spring semester, my senior year, that I hadn't. Where'd you hear about, like, CrossFit? Like, I had already been, I had been following CrossFit. I guess, yeah. like, a piece of information that's probably helpful for anyone listening is that, like, I was 
already working out. Like I wasn't doing CrossFit, but I was like a soccer player and a meathead like smashed into one. Mm. So when I had graduated high school, I, that was the first time I started lifting was right when I graduated high school to get ready for playing college soccer. And, you know, again, thanks, Big P for the awesome genetics but like I could eat whatever I want this is your dad yeah I could uh, eat I, could I thought eat you were what? referencing something else <laughs> no, no. I was like big, big P, P. No. oh yeah no we'll have, we had that we discussion have, at semifinals yeah we can't air the conversations about big P um, <laughs> but thanks big P for the genetics that I could eat whatever I wanted I was doing I was benching like five days a week just I would set a new PR every week on bench just you know from hammering it Recover. I got out of that summer 15 pounds heavier and probably like 5% body fat lower than when I went in. Eating, I was drinking two full sugar monsters every day on repeat. Oh. So let's go. Yeah. I like the sugar free white monster the best. Yeah. But, but so where you were, where, where you were going with that, like I lifted weights a lot in college, but it was like your standard like meathead splits. So like I'd go to practice. In the afternoon, so we'd have practice, whatever, like two to four, four to six. I'd go to the dining hall, like do any homework I had to do. And then I'd go to the gym, like the weight room from like seven to nine or whatever. Pretty much every single day, especially in the spring when we weren't playing. Yeah. So you had the strength from Big Pete and his meatheadness. Yeah. And then you had the engine from soccer. Yeah. Yeah. When I started like doing CrossFit per se, I would say like I came in with a better base of fitness than most people that start doing CrossFit. Yeah, totally understand. And then you were like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to go to this gym with Graham Holmberg. Yeah. What was the workout? Oh man. He, I thought I was going to die. Like I thought I was going to fucking die. We did. It was an ascending ladder. Okay. Um, so anytime that we were skiing, we were skiing together. Okay. But then the other movements were split. So it was a 100 meter ski. We're both skiing. Then we were off to split 20 total bar. I never done total bar, <laughs> but we figured it out. Did you do it? Can I did. To- it? Yeah, I could do total bar. Okay. And then we're back on the ski, 100 meter ski. And then we were off to split 10 sandbag cleans at 150 pounds. And I never touched a sandbag. So like he gave me a little technique overview and I got a couple warm up reps at 100 pounds and then it was like, we're splitting reps. Like, you're taking a rep, I'm taking a rep. And I'm just supposed to keep up. Then we went 200 ski. Um, what would it be? You know, I think 30 total bar next. Yeah. 200 ski, 12 sandbag cleans. 300 ski, 40 total bar. 300 ski, 14 sandbag cleans. All the way up to 500 ski, whatever the corresponding yeah. 10 additional total bar was. 500 ski, and it should have been 18 sandbag cleans. But he's like, it's the last round. Let's make it 20, <laughs> you know, which, hey, he won the games, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and I, I remember thinking on the second 200 meter ski. So you're doing the math here. That's 3000 meters on the ski erg total. And I was 600 meters in thinking I'm going to fucking die. Like, this is literally going to be the last day I'm on this. <laughs> Man. But that was also, and, and that was also no, that was also a great experience of like, um, in no way was I as prepared for that workout as he was, you know, like I wasn't as fit then as he was then. Cause that was shortly after he had still, you know, been competing at a really high level. 
that was in 2020, not now, you know? Right. Um, so he was still like really fit. He's probably still really fit right now. I haven't seen him in, in a year and a half or so, maybe two years, but, um, getting done with that and thinking like, well, I didn't die. Like maybe I could be okay at this. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. And so somewhere along those lines after meeting with Graham, you know, spend some time with him getting this gig at CrossFit New Albany. Going Which was totally separate. Like, right. That yeah. was just another gym that I'd sent an email out to and they had replied to me pre COVID. And then we had stayed in touch enough because it was like shaping up that it was really looking like it was going to be a possibility between one of the two of them that like when that didn't work out with Graham and I think either like they reached out to me again or like I reached out to them again and it just happened that like the opportunity was still there yeah. to go coach with them. How long did you coach in the Albany? Well, let's think I've been here. I've been at Polaris since last February. So what does that put that at? Like 15 months ish. Yeah. Probably. So about a year and a half, like 18, 18, 19 months. Yeah. There. Mm. Yeah. And then you finally came over. Yeah. To Ibex. Yeah. Ibex training. I now Ibex training. Ibex, Ibex training headquarters, gym, baby. HQ. Yeah. HQ. Yeah. I think it looks sick, by the way. Yeah. There have been mixed reviews on the paint saying it looks dark. I think it looks sick. I, my favorite color is black. So I wanted the outside to be jet black. No white stripe. 5 a.m. shows up. They can't even find the building. (laughs) 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 I can't wait for when you start coaching 5 a.m. Why? That's something I don't. Why? Why Ibex uh, Training HQ, formerly known as CrossFit Players? Um, I am not in a position to comment on this. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Follow-up question. And I, I don't want to hit a ton on semifinal stuff, but from when you started, um, from your first workout, you know, this fun little ski, ski sandbag, um, to yeah. going to semifinals. Yeah. What, during this journey, yeah. What, what was your favorite part? What was your favorite part like for you, Alex Majors? Like the fucking winning competitions along the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, no, I think I, I love to work out. Some guys and girls, they compete in CrossFit, love to work out. And I think it's really apparent that, you know, they're at the level they're at. And I'm talking about like people that, you know, are at a higher level than me right now. You know, I'll have a word with them here in the future. But people that are at a higher level than me, you know, like take like Rich. Like that dude just loves to work out. I don't know him personally, but it's really obvious that that guy just loves to work out. You know, no part of him, you know, and maybe this is different, like training for the games than, than where he's at now. And I guarantee you he had workouts that he didn't want to do and knew he had to do. Like he just loves to work out. You can see it. if you watch any of their videos, he just loves to work out. Yeah. You know, whereas I think you've got the other side of that which there are now, I think more than ever people competing at a high level in CrossFit that maybe don't enjoy working out as much as they just like enjoy being good at it. And they see that they can be good at it, mm-hmm. you know, which I think that's how a lot of sports are. Like you've got take like professional runners. There's obviously a lot of them that love to run, you know, but I bet you've got almost just as many that 
don't love it. You know, it's not like what they would choose to do for like a leisurely activity, but they're damn good at it. So like, they're going to keep doing it if it's paying the bills, you know? So like, I love to work out, you know? Was there, was there any moment between this CrossFit like career thing? And I guess you're still on the journey, but like, has there been a hard season? Has there been a moment where you're like, I don't know if this is it. Or has there, there been, been a moment? There have been hard seasons, but there there's never a moment that I didn't know if this is it. Okay. You know, and I think that that might be the piece that most people miss, you know, even going back to like, when did you decide that this is what you were going to do? Like, that is the moment that there was never any doubt. Mm. Like when I started sending those emails out, you know, full that send. was it. Yeah. Not even a full send, like full send, but also, you know, absolute belief that it was going to, it was going to happen that I could do it. So I think the same thing, like when I tore my meniscus, that was timeline wise, less than a year into doing CrossFit. Um, and I had surgery that put me out of commission for like six months. It's like, that was like, yeah, that was a hard season, but it probably would have been a harder season if I didn't still have that absolute confidence that I was still going to achieve my goals, you know? Um, yeah, that's what I'd say. Like that was a hard season. Have you, have you always been like that? Has it just been part of your personality or is that something that you've seen develop and grow in yourself? It's definitely, it's definitely developed. I don't really, I don't know how, you know, I couldn't tell you how, um, yeah. Because you were talking about earlier, like with soccer, you'd like cry for oh, you know, yeah. the first three years. Yeah, which I didn't do with CrossFit, thankfully. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, Somebody would come up to me with a barbell and I'd run the other way. Yeah, I'd I cry. start crying. You know? um, but then like a flip, uh, a switch was flipped and you were just like, nope, I'm going to play this now. Yeah. And I think I was like, I was confident playing soccer. But at the same time, like I didn't have the same goals playing soccer that I have now mm-hmm. with CrossFit. I think it came it came really like easily to me to like be above average at soccer. Um, kind of like in South Carolina, that one lady said, yeah, but Hey, but here's, here's the data point is like at soccer, not everyone's above average. You know, <laughs> the kids that I scored 10 goals against when my dad's on vacation or a business trip, they were below average, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think like it has developed. I don't know where from, you know, but that's a, that's a really good question because it definitely, like I remember sending those emails and I was probably, I was probably cranking out some with typos cause I was going so fast, you know, knowing that that was the only way because it was going to be a long shot. But I also knew that if enough people got the email, like someone was either going to be desperate enough to like need help that I said, I'd like be a janitor for them, you know, like whatever, you know, I'd do anything. Someone was going to be desperate enough that they would hire me or someone would read it and understand how much confidence I had in being able to, deliver what I was saying I could deliver, they'd be like, it's worth a shot. You know, at least like we can bring him in, you know, like he can shadow a couple classes and then like we can like co-coach a class. What's the worst thing that happens? We have to be like, you need to stop. Like we're going to take the rest of this one. <laughs> like, yeah. and then, you know, I never go back. So like there wasn't, you know, there's very little risk for anyone replying to that email, but you know, at least I saw it as hopefully a little bit of reward for him. Yeah. Yeah. Has there been a moment where you're like, ah, this was, this is what I've been working for and I've achieved it. Or this was, I've been working for this and I've 
I've hit the mark here. I got to keep grinding. Was that semifinals? Um, I think semifinals. I think this whole season this year of like the structured CrossFit season, like open quarterfinals, semifinals, was the first time where I could like very concretely say like you've made a lot of improvement and like you know anyone that's around the gym doesn't like everyone knows what my goals are like I'm gonna make the games um, and I say it like that it's not it's not a goal like it's not an if but a when. Um, and I say that like as humbly as I can, meaning like it's not an if, but a when, and like, it wasn't this year, you know, like 30 guys went and executed better than I did at semifinals. You can't like hide from that, you know, like, it's cool that I crushed the open, but then I got waxed by 30 dudes when it actually mattered. So understanding that, you know, I'm at this level right now, or this is the level that I showed I'm at and there's still you know, growth that needs to take place. But I think that this season, to answer your question, was the first time um, that I could concretely say, like, your goals are achievable and, like, you're not wasting time doing it. Um, Whereas, if we're being honest, and again, like, this was never going to happen, but had I not made semifinals this year, I think it makes it really hard to justify training, you know, three hours a day, right? You know? Yeah. But at the same time, the last year, I think, um, like I put myself in a position where that wasn't going to happen, you know, when, when things are hard, uh, work out more, what, (laughs) work out more. (laughs) Well, when, when things are hard and like, say for example, uh, you don't feel like going or like you feel discouraged what what's that motivation who is there someone there or what's that purpose pushing you um i think that i think it's you know maybe maybe and i don't know why like you're like why did you choose like crossfit was really cool it was fascinating to me and it was something that i thought i could be good at um so I think in the beginning it was like more ambition, you know, like, Oh, like I could go and be really good at this, but now, you know, I don't, I don't say like, I'm, I'm not like fearful, but I think like, you're like, what's your bigger motivation at the point I'm at right now, I would look back and say like, damn, like you wasted a lot of talent, you know, like genetically, psychologically, you know, the environment I'm in, like I've got all the tools to go and be really good at CrossFit. So knowing that if I didn't then pursue it to like a maximal capacity, then when I'm like 35 and the windows closed, it'd just be like that big, what if, you know? Mm. So I think like, I hate saying like, I'm a talking about this. Thanks. Uh, shout I, out to our uh, sponsor, Zevia. Yeah. I tried to get these guys to sponsor me a while ago. Did you really? No, not not actually. But I was Blair took a video of me taking all my like you know supplements or whatever. Yeah, and I, I think I like capped it off, and I was like, and I washed it all down with a ZBO sponsor <laughs> me. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think the you know maybe the fear of like unrealized potential mm-hmm. is is def- that's definitely a huge motivating factor just on like the competition side of things, you know. But the same like if you. I don't know. It's easy for me to see 
if you had the ability to be really good at something, like, wouldn't you want to do it? And I don't think everybody looks at it that way. So that's probably going to be hard for some people to like comprehend. But to me, that comes like supernaturally. Like you could be really good at this. Like, why aren't you? And again, like you said, like, is that developed? Yeah. I don't think I was the same way playing soccer because I would have been a much better soccer player than I was if I had that same mindset when I was playing soccer, you know, I probably had the tools to be better than I was had I cultivated it from a younger age for sure. Mm. Mm. So from like a, like a day in the life of like, okay, you're training, you're at a super high level of CrossFit for a reference point. How, I mean, there was only 120 people that made quarterfinals in the U S right. Or semifinals in the semifinals, U.S.? Semifinals, yeah. Yeah, well, we got the scaled division out west. So there were 60 spots in the east and 60 spots in the in the scaled division out west. Not in the U.S., so, but Canada. Oh, yeah. And Canada's got some heavy hitters. So we'll Canada, Canada, Canada and Mexico. Oh, that's right. Mexico's in North America, too, but yeah. all of Mexico is in the west. Okay. But oh, really? Canada, it's Canada, Mexico, and probably, there's probably some other like territories or something that I don't know about that feel like they're being discriminated against right now, and I apologize. <laughs> You were finance. You weren't yeah. geography. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wasn't a geography major. Yeah. Um, and so, so to be at that high a level, you say you're working out three hours a day now? Ish. Ish. I'm a lot more relaxed with my training than a lot of guys are. Okay. Um, like, Shar asked the question, like, what happens if one day you go in and you're not feeling it? What's your motivation? Well, the first answer is I might just not do that training piece. <laughs> um but at this, like, I would still go to bed at night because I can confidently say for the three years I've been doing CrossFit, I've never once been under-trained. I'm always erring on the side of doing more. Um, yeah. But, no, I mean. And so so you got, I mean, you're, you're coaching, you're. Yeah. Um, do you like coaching? Do you, I love it? coaching. Yeah. I try to differentiate the two. So, like, Shar's like, what's your motivation with CrossFit? Like, my motivation for competition is, you know, very separate and different from my motivation coaching. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love coaching. Love coaching. What do you, uh, what comes to mind when you're like, man, I love coaching. I love, like, what are the type of things that you're like, man, this, you know, I love interacting with people. Um, obviously I think anyone that coaches in CrossFit has to have the belief that physical fitness is a key component to, you know, living a healthy life. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that's very true. So then if I can help, you know, facilitate that for people, that's really fulfilling, I think. Um, but even setting that aside, just seeing there's a lot of people that come into class and maybe are having, you know, this is so cliche, but are having like a shitty day, you know, and they leave having, you know, very honestly told you that they are leaving in a better mood than when they came in, you know, and that's where it goes like further than how they even perform, you know, and like when those people come in, and they're not having a good day and it, it becomes like so, you know, non-performance related. They're like, I don't even care. They move to standard, you know, since Luke's sitting here. No, still, still move to standard, you know, but like, I don't care how much weight you got on the bar, you know, and you guys know that I think we do a good job about that's usually not our concern yeah. at the gym. You know, very seldom is the, our first priority, how much weight you have on the bar, if ever, you know, um, but that all that stuff goes out the window, you know, maybe even almost to the point that, well, I think it's beneficial. And like, we try to push people to give good effort. If someone comes in and they're just having a total, you know, crap shoot of a day, like just 
move. Like if you move for the whole 12 minutes, like that's good enough for me on that day. That's not, you know, the green light to just go and dog it every single day and like sandbag it and be lazy. Then you're not getting out of it. You know, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice in those circumstances, but like on the one off, if you come in and you're not having a good day and you just completed the workout, fine. Especially if you then leave saying that you're in a better mood or like your day is now going to be better than it was when you came in. Yeah. You know, and then if the other 95% of the days you're improving your physical fitness, like that's a huge win, you know? Um, yeah. So I think all that together, like seeing people achieve their goals, Yeah, you know, but then also like the competitor and me, like I like coaching, I like coaching everyone, you know, but for different reasons, like we went over like right there, the example of why, you know, like I might enjoy coaching someone that's had a bad day yeah. at the same time. Like I enjoy coaching people that want to compete, you know? Um, but it's way different, you know, where like we just gave a, a pass to someone having a bad day, rightfully so what's best for them in that moment, like come in and get a workout, you know, move, leave in a better mood than when you came in. If I'm working with someone that like wants to compete, you know, like cut the shit, like quit being a bitch and do your workout, you know? What so. you said right there is what I whisper to myself yeah. when I go into a workout and I'm like, this is going to suck. Yeah. That's yeah. literally what I tell myself. What do you tell yourself? Don't be a bitch. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's literally a victim yeah. mindset, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, woe is me. I need to change the voice because I'm, I'm on the first track. I'm I walk stupid. in, I'm like, he's bad. No. I need to move. <laughs> no. Today, today was like, uh 50 cal echo bike and 50 toe to bar because yeah. that's you know after that that's when the workout starts really then you can send it a little bit more but i was like dude freaking crush this bike and i spanked troy off the bike this morning oh, hey he beat you hey workout, yo bro. no i got him <laughs> oh okay i didn't know i oh, got him get body troy. <laughs> troy was talking shit on the rope was troy talking shit on the rope climbs yeah he was on top of the rope laughing at me <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the tragedy. Now you know. I don't wish this upon Troy or anyone. But he's too busy laughing at you. Let's go. Let's go put on the ground. Flat Stanley on the bottom. I almost flat Stanley today. I, my my grip gave out. Like when I was, mm-hmm. like, I was like, oh, this is. Hey, that's fun. Just, just so it's me. on the record, I told Troy. <laughs> I told Troy today was a tie. I told him it was a tie because I won the first part. He won the second part. Okay. I'll yeah, that is a tie. Yeah, it's a tie. Very obviously yeah, a tie. Yeah. So for some people, you know, they might. They might say I won, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there anything else we should ask before we go to push and pee? Um, I mean, I think there's there's like, so, man, I have all these like uh, inside baseball questions of, so you're you're they're like like fitness questions about yeah, well, rapid fire. Let's go. <sighs> okay, so you. Um, well, one of the <laughs> yeah, like real, real Let's go. rapid, here. yeah, real rapid. <laughs> real rapid. Well, I'm, I mean, so part of it is as far as like if you're, what would you think would be the best way to get better faster? Like if you're talking about um, like the three of us in the room, we're saying, hey, we're all trying to like beat each other at uh, the open. What would you yeah. say would be the best? Yeah. So you know, again, like I guess each person's me, David. Yeah, each person's different. Um, calling the cops. Each person's different, but do more and it's that can be really specific like what is the more that you're doing but if you guys all show up and say you know genetically you're all the same and you take the same mindset into class every day and you guys all go and do the same workout 
at the same intensity, how are you going to improve at a faster rate than Shar? Like looking at it solely like as a competitor. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, like either you need to find a way to apply a higher intensity to what you're doing or, and the more likely option for most people is they need to do more in some capacity, which doesn't mean go and hammer your head against the wall, doing more like high intensity conditioning, but identifying what you're bad at and doing more of what you're bad at. Yeah. Which is, that's still what I do. Like ask Jeff, you know, before semifinals, like gymnastics, right? Jeff, Jeff's on a damn bum shoulder. And I think now I think. Today, I'm realizing that it was way worse than I thought it was. And every day he's coming inside and we're just hitting gymnastics, like strict ring muscle-ups, kipping ring muscle-ups. We're on the handstand ramp, you know, going 20 times each direction, doing 100 wall-facing handstand push-ups in a workout. And then today I'm busting his balls for, like, not training with me in the afternoon, just kind of joking. He's like, dude, my shoulder's not good. And he just went through eight weeks of probably, you know, 90 minutes of gymnastics every day. But that's just because, like, that's what I was shitty at. So I did more of it. Yeah. Some might say you have to train your weaknesses. Yeah. Do more. That's a good summary, yeah. Do more Do more. just sounds a little more aggressive. I like it. Um, <laughs> you you uh, pretty crazy about your food intake. You, do, you measure a lot of what you're... Crazy, as in I love food. Love food. Do, you, do you eat whatever you want? No. Um... And people at the gym see like the twenty percent, the worst twenty percent of my intake, and are like, "Oh my god, you ate sixteen Rice Krispies today, <laughs> or like two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and a gallon of Kool Aid." And they're like, "How do you train?" You know, the answer is I train on the sixteen Rice Krispies and the gallon of Kool Aid. No, I like <laughs> that's twenty percent of your intake for the day. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's give them that plan. I. I eat, you know, largely really healthy. Like I prep food on the weekend. Um, my breakfasts are healthy, you know, oatmeal eggs, all the normal shit that people eat. Yeah. But then just, you know, keeping and Pat and Christy have kind of been hammering me on this or I shouldn't say hammering, but like, I think they want to be more aggressive with their delivery of this to me, but they're too nice. Oh, they're awesome too. Uh, the only people I'm apologizing to is my family. Everyone else is awesome. Um, but about getting in enough calories. Yeah. Um, and you know that I, I should be eating like all day. Do you ever, do you ever hold it against Pat that in uh, the only head to head competition you had with him, he beat you? Do you ever? Yeah. Well, I mean, we need to run it back for sure. Um, <laughs> I don't hold it. I don't hold it against him. If because, they're listening. Because okay. Yeah. Yeah, if Pat's listening to this, like, we can throw that workout down whenever you want. Um, I don't hold it against him because let's preface this by saying I think that Pat, his fitness level is, like, the most slept-on fitness level that I have ever come across. And, like, you're referencing a competition where he beat me. I remember he, you know, snapped his ankle coming down that rope, (laughs) comes out of the boot. I've been at Polaris for maybe two months Comes out of the boot, and we were doing 30-20-10 overhead squat, box jump over, and 9-7-5 bar muscle-ups. He was so fucking far ahead of me on the round of 20, I thought I'd done the wrong number of reps. And he'd been in a boot for who knows how long, you know? <laughs> and he just comes out and just whacks me. And I went down, I sat on the pig with him, and I literally think I said, what the fuck just happened, man? Like, that's what I said to him. <laughs> 
So I think Pat's fitness level is not given the respect that it deserves. Um, so on that note, no, I don't, you know, yeah. I don't hold it against him. I want to run it back, but I learned how to handstand walk two weeks before that competition when they released the workout. And I managed to probably only lose by, you know, 50 feet or something to him. Like, we'll take that. You know, I remember he was, he was, there was one max lift and there was like a five minute window to do it mm-hmm. after the, after the row. Mm-hmm. And he spent like four and a half minutes putting his knee sleeves on because there's these like super high compression <laughs> sleeves. But that's and the, I was like, bro, what are you doing? And he finally got it. And then he like he like clean and jerk like I don't know like three fifty or so. Hey, like, hey, just, hey, he hit three twenty. We both hit three twenty. So oh, okay. There's okay. one guy that hit three twenty five. Oh, okay. Both of us. Yeah, so three twenty. It was like, a complex too. Let's add that. It wasn't a single clean and jerk. I mean, I just you know. No, I got you. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> that's his. That's his like fifteen years of CrossFit on his knees. You know, my yeah. youthful knees. I didn't wear knee sleeves or or belt. <laughs> yeah, but I was just like, I'm like, bro, you're not warm up you're not doing it you're you only need 30 seconds like i'm watching the and time the, click away and there's because you're trying to put on your knee sleeves the wrong and way and there's another example of a slept on fitness level <laughs> yeah the, in probably half the time that it took everyone else he managed to go and hit this complex for 320 yeah 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 wow. no, i don't I ever get to see pat man i yeah. i just feel like yeah he comes in you know all day now he's in most of the days now what pat if you remember me from onboarding, it's Char. <laughs> Char. Your boy Char. Yeah. I'll say hi to you sometime, Pat. Um, Is there anything else you wanted to ask him? Um, we have a, a theme going, talking about love languages. Yeah. Yeah. Um, acts you, of service. Wow. Really? Acts yeah. of service? Time's precious, man. I don't got time. <laughs> like, you know... Mm. And I really is, is that something that you like? Is that how you show love to people? Or is that how you receive love? I, that's how I like to receive love, you know. So I think I don't know. Uh, I think um, yeah. I I said we weren't gonna. I wasn't gonna talk about my relationship. But Blair's Blair's love language is like physical touch. Um, and quality time. So like, you know, I try to, but ask her, like, that's pretty tough to come by sometimes. Like I hate holding hands and she loves holding hands. So like sometimes she'll get like 15 seconds out of me or something holding hands. And I'm like, that's enough of that. <laughs> um, You're welcome. Are but, you a physical touch guy? No, not really. Like I radiate so much body heat. I don't need any more. You know, like I don't need your body heat compounded on top of mine. (laughs) I already sweat most of the day by myself. So is is like access service like far and ahead number one, or is there a close number two or three? I couldn't tell you. I think quality time, but what I view as quality time is different than maybe what some other people view as quality time. Like, you know, and all you guys is probably different. Like whatever you view as quality time with someone, there's like going and doing a partner workout like that's quality time even if you're suffering and you throw up and hallucinate halfway through we did that together like that was quality time did you do it it together if you're not throwing up and hallucinating yeah because like i was you know witness to (laughs) your suffering yeah (laughs) it makes me think of uh bike night Bike night in Hot Boy oh Summers. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I there was there was a lot of suffering. There were some days that I I felt bad for you. Like you cramp, you would cramp. I'm freaking cramped like yeah. a poor. Yeah, 
Did you say like a whore? Is that what you said? Cramp like a whore. Yeah, you won't believe it. Oh my! Yeah, the suffering together on the bike nights. That was that was this bonding. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, acts of service. How can someone? I guess it's hard to acts of service. How can someone acts of service you? Yeah. How can someone acts of service? (laughs) Well, okay. Uh, I didn't know we were gonna go here today, but I was Um, thinking like, oh, does someone bring you a bunch of Rice Krispies and Kool Aid? But that's really gifts. No, that's yeah. You know, yeah. Um, Like if I forget something at the gym, you know, and she'll bring me whatever I need. Yeah. Like that would have been a large amount of time. If it's like food, if I had to go get something to eat and instead I can just stay there. So audience, um, you just need to feed majors at the gym. That's yeah. what he's looking for. It's <laughs> all I need. All I need <laughs> is food. Yeah. Um, we should move on. Pushing peeps? Luke. Hold on. Let me look at my list. What's been pushing your peeps? you got a big day tomorrow. He's not looking at the list that he's already used. He's looking at the remaining list. And trying to select one for today. Can we get? Can yeah, we get? A uh, list. There's like hundreds of. Pet I peeps. believe it. There are a lot of pet uh, people. Audience, this episode is uh, the 354 day anniversary of Luke's podcast episode, where bench press was his 32nd pet peeve. Which for is his just. Birthday. I'm glad he didn't say that when I was on. Uh, you know. Guess what? I PR'd my bench press today. Oh yeah. Yeah, you I can't believe you programmed bench press. I didn't. He didn't. <laughs> yeah. That was not me. <laughs> the only thing that he programmed it was that workout. <laughs> hey, Talk Doug, about. Doug showed up in a yellow shirt for you. But then you weren't there. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently Luke hates yellow. Well, so Doug wore it just for him. Hate <laughs> and then Luke wasn't there. So that that see, is actually Doug actually that's shirt. a that's actually that's a great pet peeve. Thanks for sharing it. So, um, I hate the color yellow. Why? <laughs> that's not entirely true. So I hate yellow colored clothing. Like Doug came in one day and was wearing. Shout out to Doug. Yeah. Um, Doug came in one day and was wearing a like a mustard yellow shirt, and I was just kind of like, one today. I was like, Doug, let's talk about this for a minute. What are you wearing? Like, a yellow colored shirt. And I said, Let's not wear that again. So I have a better. So he saved it for the day that he was doing your named workout. <laughs> <laughs> well, he thought he was gonna be. I was gonna be there today yeah. at seven. Was it more like neon yellow mustard? No, no, no. Or was no, it like, like dark mustard? So like dark, like, like almost the mattress. That is not a bad yellow. That's <laughs> that's that horrid. Like, that looks like vomit. No, it looks like bile. A bright neon <laughs> let's yellow. Be, let's be disgusting. clear. Let's be clear. The example pointed out is not the same color as the shirt Doug was wearing today. It's close enough. <laughs> I was like, have you seen that vomit and bile? That's not the color of vomit or bile. Audience, we are currently looking at a mattress that is ripped open. (laughs) Or a door for our studio. (laughs) Yes, our high-tech studio. So, no, you know how I feel about bright colors. Yes, but, like, that dark yellow is not... That's not really dark. I'm trying to advocate for all the yellow color-wearing people out there. (laughs) Careful there. (laughs) Careful. So... What else is on your? It was it was just, it's just the yellow like like dirty yellow shirt, but like it was just like mustardy, dirty yellow. Just ew. we all know who I was talking about. <laughs> what's your What's your second pet peeve? 
I don't know if I oh, got these one guys today. are laughing about Asian people. <laughs> hey, 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 no, no, no. I was laughing about the comments you made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm Asian, let's so pump the okay. brakes there. Yeah. Um, so this is one, this is actually not, this was an old pet peeve of mine. You know how there are certain words that people, if people say them. Oh, like can, I say, them? can I say one? Pick me, pick me. Okay, Alex, since you're the guest, you can say what you, what a word that just frosts your pumpkin. Does it frost my pumpkin? I love this word, but it frosts everyone else's pumpkins. Oh, it's gotta be moist. The word is... <laughs> People hate that word. Wow. Wow. We're keeping this up. No, we have to cut that. We have just, to cut that. Just, just cut just that word out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah, it is? Cut the word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just cut the word. And then we're right back to all this. Yeah, yeah. Like, what was the word? Done. Done. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh I really gosh. do hate that word. I, everyone does, except for when Australian people say it. I was gonna say. Fine. I mean, I feel like English. No, we're gonna say give away. We're gonna give away way too much, and people are gonna know the absolutely foul and hyenas words that I used <laughs> I will to, say, during the intermission. I'm so excited, too. <laughs> I know, you got really excited. I was expecting, yeah, something like moist or like pus or something, and you just oh, like... there's a lot of them. Took a, a pretty severe left <laughs> turn there. Is disgusting. <laughs> pus uh, is gross. No, the word that I that I used to like really hate, I, I don't hate it as much anymore, is blossom. Uh, really? Yeah. When people used to say that word, I would get like queasy like when, oh. pe- when people say moist don't you like flowers and stuff yeah but like for some reason in college and like med school like i just hated the word blossom That's... where were you where people were saying the word blossom i don't know it just would you ever go just... to blossom music festival no what i don't even know that is i think it's in cleveland area oh. majors what is your pet peeve <laughs> <laughs> better out than any um, yeah, we got a couple here. Number one is spilling stuff on my clothing. Like you spilling stuff Me on your clothing? Me spilling stuff on my clothing is bad. Someone else spilling something on my clothing is worse. Audience, okay. go into the gym next time you see majors. I'm going to be with like a hot dog. My <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah. My shirt is not a Dude, why do you have a hot dog with you? Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> Oh, oh, thanks for bringing me the Kool-Aid. <laughs> oh, my shirt! <laughs> I'd probably lose my job that day. <laughs> so, people spilling stuff on you. Yeah. Even worse. Yeah, way worse. Yeah. Than you spilling stuff on yourself. Yeah. Okay. Because it's their incompetence and not yours? Well, because I'm in control yeah. of if I spill it on myself. Right. So you can blame you yourself. Know? Yeah. And like that. What's the wrong with blaming other people for things? nothing oh, you you yeah. had mentioned a pet peeve was it being it was, punctual or something is yeah i can't stand and this one this one actually only applies to me like i can't stand when i'm late for something oh like, it doesn't really bother me it's like when people and again this is a different example but like people show up a little late to class like most of the time it's because they have something else going on and like i don't care i'm glad they showed up you know it's awesome you're looking at me this morning i was five minutes late yeah i'm I'm, it's good i'm just thrilled they showed up you know because a lot of people maybe will see that they're going to be late and decide not to go because they don't want to be late you know i don't want that like i want to be like if you're gonna be late like it's fine it's still better that you came in but like me being late to something Mm. i can't stand it Hmm. i'm the exact same way it makes me so anxious i don't really get anxious if there's one thing that makes me anxious 
it'd be like as a kid driving to a soccer game and like maybe we get stuck in traffic and there's a chance we're going to be late. And I just like that would drive me crazy. Good thing was my parents were the same way. So we always left early. Wow. <laughs> I, I am the same way being late. Majors is a three on the Enneagram scale, right? Yep. Yeah, that checks out. See, I don't even fucking know what that means, but I'll take yeah. it. Means you're uh, you're an achiever. We, me, you. Did you not half, hear that? And what he was half talking of me. Adam DeCibio. Stop it. Um, Cox. Who else is a three? <laughs> Colin Stanfill. Who else is a three? Kyle. Kyle's a Jerry Jackson. We're all three. Jared. Jared Jackson. We're all threes. Okay. So what are the other options? <laughs> one through nine. Oh, okay. Number one, the perfectionist. That's Megan, Amber. Two, you, you had some, uh, I forget who you said. Rachel, Corey. Two's the helper. Mac. Yeah. Four is, um, is Emily, is the unique. individualist. Courtney, Kleinman. Yeah. Five is. Pessimist. No. No. <laughs> is that you? No. <laughs> oh. Wait, no, no, no. That's number six. Sorry. Shut five, up. Five is I'm the. I'm going to assault you. <laughs> Five is the loyalist? No, no, five no, is the, like, scientist. The investigator. Yeah. The investigator. Like Nathan Harrington, or... He does look like an investigator. <laughs> like, I can see him with a little monocle That's and a moustache. profiling, but okay. Um, who else is a that makes, that Josh Peltz. Josh Peltz is a five. Uh, yeah, Josh Peltz is a five. That makes sense, because I think on the day that we were painting the building, I think Nathan was one of the people that asked me if we were going to start doing Ibex programming. Wow. A lot of people asked that. And I was like, hey, we've been doing IBEX programming. <laughs> yeah. It was just fine. It's a fair question. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't think about it like that. Like, well, where are we getting the programming from? But that makes sense if he's an investigator. Jeff told me, I was talking to Jeff, uh, I think it was like yesterday or something. He was like, I was asking about IBEX and he was like, yeah, the stuff that we do RX plus at the gym is what they do RX at IBEX. Oh, I have no clue. And I was like, what? Who's buying IBEX programming? Like, I don't, I don't know about, I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty, Luke might be able to vouch. I think it's like pretty close to the IBEX 60 program. Yeah, that's very close. Is what the gym does. Wow. 60 as in 60 60 minutes? minutes. Yeah. So like, are we doing like the hardest version of IBEX, you think, or are we like kind of I don't know. I don't know if it's harder or if it's just that there's more stuff out there and they choose what can fit into 60 minutes uh, okay. based on importance. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out where we rank as a gym because, man, like, Luke, you're comp on Saturday. Like... Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk <laughs> about that. No, I'll be, I'll be the one to say this. Oh, that gosh, on that first, not... On that first workout, if our valiant <laughs> CFP team had elected to go for only one synchro overhead squat, that should have won them the workout because yeah. there was not another team that completed two synchro, two depth squats so during that workout. That was the thing. So, that okay, just mind. to clarify, I did a competition this last weekend. It's my first one, probably my last one. You fucking crushed. With Kyle and Mike and Alex and Char were kind enough to show up. Isn't Dayton? They're kind enough to show up. Luke, to David had David had plans. So he would have been there. Yeah, some yeah. birthday party that's clearly more important than me. But we <laughs> love birthdays, you know. Um, and so Alex and Char and Grace and Katie and the other Katie came and watched and was very, very nice of them to come watch. And so I'm not going to say anything about any other thing because I did what I wanted to do and turn on my blinders. Luke crushed. And I did not. Mike crushed. Kyle crushed. They moved the best out of every team there. Um, they were at a disadvantage due to zero judging taking place and only rep counting or attempted rep counting. 
they were also at a disadvantage on their bike and barbell workout, That's which true. was pointed out to their judge that their barbell was substantially further away from their bike than most other teams and getting through nine rounds equated to 18 transitions that they were traveling just about double the distance of some of the other teams. Um, what other disadvantages were and you guys And you guys, guys came at? seventh? And I didn't cuss at your judge at all watching all this. That's the thing that blew my mind. Like, how, like you guys are incredibly fit. Like, fit. How did you come set? Like, what? Like Well, if you can think about how much faster you squat a quarter squat than a full squat, especially <laughs> with a 70-pound dumbbell overhead. Yeah. You know, when you do the math on that one. I appreciate the advocacy. It just I appreciate on. you having our backs, but it's fine. It's done and it's over with. All right. So. Let's, let's. They also likely would have done better if Kyle didn't do his sandbag cleans um, with, like, a three-second <laughs> Tempo on the way to the hips. Poor Kyle. And the three-second pause at the hip. Oh, no. <laughs> and that might be being generous. <laughs> also, but can I can I say this? I was handstand walking so fast that my butt cramped. Mm. I was really proud of that. And I, I don't know why. I <laughs> thought Kyle, you hurt your back. Who who else cramped? Kyle cramped his Charlie calf. horse. Charlie horse. Yeah, Charlie horse bar muscle up. <laughs> because his arch position was so good with his pointed toes like a gymnast. Yeah. If you guys had a video camera, your viewers would be loving this. Currently yeah. hollow his, body. Yeah, great, his toes great, are pointed yeah. so well in his arch position that his calves cramped up. Yeah. I, all of the Instagram stuff looked incredible. It looked like it was effortless. Like, yeah. Oh, looks look great. We got halfway through and we were like, yeah, we just would like to go home now. <laughs> we should wrap this. Full, we should wrap this thing up. Land the plane with get spicy. Getting spicy. Okay. It's a two minute drill. We're gonna ask you questions off the cuff. And you just gotta rip it. Okay. You said this podcast is labeled explicit. Yep. Okay. Just rip it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just getting myself mentally prepared. Timer starts in three, two, one. What is your death row meal? Oh, Five Guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Five Guys. Okay. If you... Never mind. Keep going. Yes. <laughs> Favorite book you've ever read? Um, <sighs> the Encyclopedia, front to back. <laughs> All volumes. No. Um, uh, I don't know. Definitely something strength and conditioning related. Okay. Yeah. Would you rather have an octopus stuck to your face for the rest of your life? <laughs> Or likely whatever option two is, or be stuck in the middle of the desert naked. Stuck in the middle of the desert naked, no tan lines, baby. Okay, mm, that's fair. Yeah. Um, what is he, he might be in the desert naked anyways? They don't know what I do on the weekends. What is one aspect that you want to grow in as um, just in general? My back squat. It'll help my clean and jerk and snack as well. It's <laughs> fair. I know that's not what you meant, but but that's you know a very no, immediate that's goal. Cup. That's off that's the a cup. Very immediate goal. Yep. What's well, your turn? No, it's your David, turn. ask him your billboard. Okay, question. billboard. If you have a billboard that the entire world can read or see, what would you put on it? Let me come back to that. Okay, celebrity yeah. crush. Uh, I don't fucking know. I don't even know celebrities. Like. <laughs> Fucking Rich Froning, man. Okay, great. The goat. Count it. Count it. <laughs> Ooh. No. Who do you like more, Rich Froning or Matt Frazier? Um. That's a I, I. That's a toss up. Yeah. You gotta pick one. It's get spicy. Rich. Okay. If you had to, if you had to get rid of one CrossFit movement, what would it be? <laughs> um. <laughs> damn. There's there's actually a lot. 
Um, pistols, right? Pistols should be gone as a competition movement. I think it's a good training movement, but pistols, yeah, I'll take that. Pistols gone as a competition movement, and push-ups gone as a competition movement. Rich talked about that on his podcast, but pistols gone as a competition movement. Okay. If you had to get rid of one color, what would it be? Uh, like brown, you know, like that bean bag there. That's that's, <laughs> yeah. that's I, thought, I thought you were like me. I was like, whoa, I thought you were too. I wow, was like, this oh, is wow. Just get rid of Char. Oh my gosh! Wow. Okay. Let's, right up there with pistols. <laughs> Let's differentiate. Let's differentiate Char in the bean bag next to Char. Oh my! Would um, oh you have a something that's like a hobby that's a weird or odd hobby that that nobody knows about? I don't know. I've I got back into mountain biking this summer okay. to try to stay out of the gym a little bit more on Thursdays and Sundays. Um, wow! I used to bike a lot. Like I I road biked a lot in college. Okay, uh, but yeah. Okay. Wow! Thumbs up, um, Alex. Thanks. Oh, my billboard. Fuck, I didn't put my billboard up. Yeah, what would you put on the billboard? Uh, <sighs> I mean, I obviously got a lot of good material that can't go on billboards. Um, <laughs> fuck, man. I don't know. I feel like that. I'm going to have to think on that. Like, think on it. Get back to me. That is like such a good oh, question man. that I would have guessed I could answer. Like, yeah, you know, Lickety Smith. You, you should put something. So. I'm excited because you made a comment about like, because you can, right. And meaning that living up to your potential. And if you have gifts, you have the capability right? to do something. Yeah. So for example, uh, Steve Prefontaine said to give anything yeah. less than best yeah. would be to sacrifice the gift. Yeah. And so I'm, I think I didn't know that quote. I think that's great. Yeah. 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 yeah He's great. well. And I mean, I think, I think, uh, I'm excited to see, you know, what's cause I was sitting here talking about you. I realized you have a, very short time in the sport. Yeah. You had a very short time with our community as gym. Yeah. And, and, and it's crazy. Cause that feels like it's been like two years. It feels like it's, yeah. I'm like, years, I forget yeah. what it was like before Alex was coach. Right. I'm glad. So, no, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm excited to see what comes next. And as you lean into the potential and yeah. what the gifts that you have and, and how, you know, uh, like what's next for you. I'm, I'm yeah. excited to, to, to watch. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to watch too. Like, I, I think there's one thing that you specifically said too that um, I think actually can change a lot of people's perspective. You said something along the lines of like, it's not like uh, if I make it to the games, but it's when. Yeah. And I think there's something with that that resonated with me of of there are moments where I I'm, I've been talking to Luke and a few other people about this, but like I've been dealing with some anxiety recently, and for me it's just like man, I I have a lot of if questions I bring up. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it there's a your determination of I'm going to do this. Yeah. It is a when. Yeah. Like I will go all out for this. Yeah. And I know I'm capable and I will send it. Yeah. And I think that's that's something that sometimes when fear and anxiety kicks up, um, that's something that you're like, I'm I'm just gonna work it. I'm just gonna go. I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to grind. I'm going to get out I think it. you just said the important piece, which is I'm going to outwork it. Um, and it looks different for everybody. You're yeah. like, I'm not the person that sits here and says, like, anybody can go be an astronaut. Like, I couldn't be an astronaut. My brother could have been an astronaut if he wanted to be. Yeah. But he could not be good at CrossFit, no matter how hard he tried. Yeah. But, like, once you found that, like, yeah, you, there's a portion of it that is go and outwork it, you know? Yeah. Like, 
I think that's like how you get better at something. Just go on out, work it. Yeah. Um, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank yeah, you thank guys. You. I'm I'm excited for people to listen. I'm excited people to get to know you more in a little bit. I'm gonna have to listen and make sure we edit out the right parts along the way. <laughs> you know? We'll we'll send you a file before we upload. Yeah. yeah Audience foul stuff on there. <laughs> thanks for checking out the podcast. Make sure you text us at one six eight two eight the Get Body Podcast channel so you you get the text reminder for Luke's birthday. See you guys in two weeks. Oh my gosh. Bye-bye.